One quarter in the book. Toronto seven. Saskatchewan three. Riders scored on their opening possession. A 16-yard field goal from Tyler Crepinia. And then it was Terrence Plummer with a uh, 39-yard officially, at least for now. Interception return for a touchdown. 7-3 Toronto. What do you think of the opening quarter, JJ? Uh, It was sloppy from an Argos' perspective at the beginning. uh, But they've settled in a little bit here. So I like how it's settled. First 15 were not great. A couple of turnovers, right? I mean, it was a sloppy start. Bottom line. Uh, I don't like the decision that was made on third and short. Frankly, it was awful, in my opinion. And uh, because, yeah, anyways, they've turned it around and they're moving the ball again here. And right now they face a second down. And we'll call it five and a half from their own 46-yard line. Argos all in blue moving away from the lake into the wind this quarter. Right to left. Riders all in white aside from the green helmets. Ray has Wilder standing to his right. They've got two receivers outside, to his left rather, two receivers outside of them. Riders send four. Ray drops back to pass, dumps it off. He's got a safety valve in green. And are that they was ruling a, that, that a catch and a, a fumble? No way was that a catch. I think they're ruling this a catch and a fumble, and this is going to be Saskatchewan ball. No There's way. no way that was a catch. No. But none of the officials have ruled anything yet. Now Bradbury is going to make the call. The ruling on the field for that is an incomplete well, pass. No kidding. Third Very down. Good. There was no whistle. It just nothing. Come on, fellas. Playoff well, time. Bring your playoff game, boys. Yeah, pre-snap. Saskatchewan had everyone, including the kitchen sink, on the Ooh. line of scrimmage. Looked Good like there was about seven or eight guys coming. That was closer than a look. And uh, and then they dropped off. But what happened was when they showed everybody on the line, it pulled you know Wilders in the backfield, but it also pulled S.J. Green into the backfield to block. And everybody dropped off, and uh, Ricky's options were limited. S.J. released. And uh, the ball ended up being uh, on the turf. But, yes, so you saw the replay there. It looked like it was pretty close. It was closer. It was still an incomplete pass, but it was closer than it looked from up here at game speed. Third down and five, we'll call it. Argos were actually doing some coaching. Declan Cross was coaching up Brian Jones on the field. And good kick into the wind by Hyrule Lahu. High tight spiral down to the 15-yard line. Here goes Christian Jones. He'll take it out to the 31-yard line right up the middle. And Akeem Jordan will be in there for the tackle as well. And, Hoagie, the reason Declan Cross was talking to Jones, who was on the front line of the punt team on that last play on the kick, is uh, Saskatchewan left their defense out there. And if the front line guys sometimes might think, oh, there's a big D lineman across from me. I don't need to block him. He's not going to block the kick. Well, let me tell you. You put a guy like Jefferson on the D line back there and don't touch him, he's going to go straight line to the to the kicker and he's going to block the kick. So Declan was just up there up front saying, guys, make sure you block the D lineman across from you. Do not take this lightly and get down the field hard. It's a regular front four for the Argos. Marcus Ball still out of the game. They're going with Kudarius Ford. And now they, they're in man coverage. And it is going to be Cassius Vaughn now following Ron Carter around. Riders will give the ball to Marcus. Thigpen, he's going to be hit in the backfield. Cleon Lang got him. Check that. That's Sean Lemon. That was the Lemonator. No lemonade because it's not a quarterback sack, but it's a big loss, and it's second down and 15. Sean Lemon went straight upfield, as he normally does. And this is a great play by Sean Lemon. Thigpen tries to string it out. He should have gone right upfield. Thigpen does like to stay inside the box, right? He likes to get outside. And that time it hurt him trying to go outside. Second and 15 from their own 26-yard line. Fans of BMO getting loud here today. Back to pass goes Glenn. Five-man rush. Gets hit as he throws. It's complete to the line of scrimmage. Spinning off one but not a second tackler is Naaman Roosevelt. 
And he will take it out to the 36-yard line, about five yards shy of the first down, and I assume the punt unit will come out for the Riders. One heck of a move by Roosevelt. As he catches this little hitch pattern, uh, Marcus Ball is coming from the inside who takes exceptional angles. Uh, and his angle that he takes is forcing the receiver, if anywhere, to go inside, but it, it was even, uh, I mean, he still got inside of him. <laughs> didn't, Ball didn't even touch him. Roosevelt, one heck of a receiver. And once again, Armani Edwards will drop back. What if this has to do with the wind? Marquise Jackson was talking to me this week about uh, trying to judge a ball in the wind. What's going on out here? Rico Murray running yeah, in and out of the play. Yeah, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12. Good thing he came off the field. There are 12 Argos out there right now. So somebody probably shouldn't be out there because Murray thought he should be. Someone stayed out there possibly that shouldn't have. Here's Bartell with the kick. It's an end over end punt. That's odd. And it is going to be taken by Edwards to the 35 of the 40. And the former Ryder has a little bit of room to the 45 of the 50 to the 52. And that's where the Argonauts will take over. Nice return by Armani Edwards. 12 minutes remaining in the first half. It's 7-4 or 7-3 Argos. You're listening to Argo Football. It's the East Final on TSN 1050. 7-3 Argos. They've got the ball at their own 52-yard line here in the second quarter. Mike Hogan, Jeff Johnson. Kate Pedersen on the sidelines. Danny McNamara will host halftime and close game. Keith is our engineer here. Chris is our engineer back at Agent Court. On a beautiful day for late November. Huh? Oh, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Hoagie, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. Today when I was walking in the stadium, it was brisk. There was a wind blowing. The sun was shining. It was, it's the East Final. I felt like I wanted to step on the field oh, for a minute. I bet you did. I did. I haven't felt like that in a long time. That's good. Well, it's that kind of, it's a should, you should feel but As I, a fan, you should feel you know, like that. And then playoff time. We were doing the pregame thing down there on the field, and I thought, I wonder if it would be weird if I just ran down the field once here. <laughs> it would be. Oh, I'm fired up. Rick, but, you know, I've often, a couple times here, I almost leaned over and gave you a pop, too, so just careful. That's fine. I'm fine. Okay. I hit okay. back. <laughs> Ray, 5 of 9 for 71 yards so far. Here's a good stat if you're a Ryder fan. James Wilder Jr., four carries, eight yards. He has one catch for 13. Well, there you go. Saskatchewan coming to play. First down at their own 52-yard line. Argos moving from right to left. They've got the ball on the right hash mark. They will give the ball to Wilder, and he will go up the middle, drop the shoulder, and get maybe a yard. He did not have his best games against the Riders. Let's put it that way. Uh, in the game in Saskatchewan, 11 carries for 35 yards. 3.2 a pop. In Toronto, he had a much better game. He averaged 5.5 on 13 carries. That's 72 yards. And also had 7 catches for 89 yards. So you combine that, that's 20 touches for 161 yards. We'll, well take that every week. Oh, big, yeah, 100 for sure, for sure. Well, this D-line for Saskatchewan is playing very good right now. Three receivers to the left, one up top. They're going to go with an offset eye. Ray's going to drop back. He's going to dump it off of the flag down. He's got Wilder to midfield and no more. A nice open field tackle by Mwamba. And it will be, check that, that's Toby Antigua in there yeah. to make that tackle. Holy smokes. Well, Saskatchewan's D-line just did some fancy shift. There were four guys lined up, and then all of a sudden pre-snap, the two inside Procedure. guys went out to outside, no outside end. went to inside. Toronto. That penalty is declined, becomes third down. No end playoffs. Come on, boys. That's going to drive a coaching staff insane. Come on, fellas. You can't do that. But, uh, yeah, we're, either way, Saskatchewan wins that battle. And uh, it's kind of, you know what, Hogue? The running game, the Argos O-line's not getting any push. On the running, uh, you know, the idea is to, to push the D-line back. Sure. They're not pushing them at all. It's, I, it's actually, it's it's a neutral battle, and that and that really clouds the vision for the running back, and that's affecting Wilder's uh, 
ability to run right now. Hyrule whose last punt was very good into the wind. Tight spiral. And this one, he gets away. Another good kick, although the wind's going to knock that down and it will at the 14-yard line. And here goes Christian Jones, knocked out of bounds by Levi Noel. The U of T product with 27 special teams tackles on the season. And now one in the postseason. Ten and a half minutes remaining in the opening half. 7-3 Argos. You're listening to Toronto Argonaut Football. It's the East Final. Winner goes to the Grey Cup. You're listening to TSN 1050. Argos leading Saskatchewan 7-3 here in the East Final. Kevin Glenn had most of his yardage in the first drive this afternoon that culminated in a short field goal. He's 6 of 11 for 87 yards so far. Has thrown an interception that ended up in his own end zone. So he hasn't been great. No. No, just, neither side's done much on offense, frankly, right? I mean, Glenn is uh, just kind of chipping away. Thigpen has, you know, decent yards, I think. Well, he had 23 on the ground, I guess, quarter yeah. and a half, not quite. Almost six yards a carry. He, uh, To me, he's the guy that is the, the kind of little bit of a spark on that Saskatchewan offense, and I'd be trying to run the ball some more if I were them. Roosevelt and Carter have two catches apiece. Nothing for the third president. Carter and Roosevelt to each. Grant. Been shut out so far. Bakari Grant. First down riders at their own 21-yard line. Ball on the left hash mark. And they'll put three receivers to the boundary. One to the near side. They've got a tight end in as well. Checked up. There's a second receiver over here. Drop bag was hiding. And they're going to go to the ground game. It's going to be LaFrance. He's going to get five, maybe a little bit more. Plummer wrapped him up and threw him to the carpet. Or the natural grass surface here. At BMO Field, they'll mark it just outside the 27-yard line. They'll need three and a half for the first down. Nice cut back by LaFrance in behind Diakowski and Coleman off the right side as uh, they did a good job of sealing it, and that was Plummer in the second level with the tackle. Owens, Carter, and Roosevelt will go to the left. Ball in the middle of the field. Rob Bag is wide to the near side. Back to pass. Is Bridge now who is in? I didn't check that. They made the switch. He's going to throw to the far side. It will be incomplete. He was looking for Roosevelt. Roosevelt dropped that because it looked like it was in his hands. Brandon Bridge in at quarterback now for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, at least for now. Kevin Glenn still has his helmet on on the near sideline. Yeah, Roosevelt had to fully extend on the out pattern and throw. The ball was in his hands as he was fully extended, but as he hit the ground, it uh, came loose. So now Bartel will have Good an ball. opportunity to punt the ball again with the wind, and it's Martise Jackson back in as they flip-flop the returners again. They've been using Edwards near the goal line, sort of the 10-yard line in, and Jackson outside that, but the last time they had Jackson, or uh, check that Edwards out there, uh, now it will be Martise standing at his own 35. Here's the kick. Again, it's end over end. It flutters. And Jackson will take it at the 35-yard line. Far numbers. He'll come to the near side to the 35. Looks to bubble back and does. Flag down for a clip. 35-40. 45-50. It's coming back anyway as Jackson will take it to the 45-yard line. And it's a great return. But a very late flag. I think the official double clutched on the flag. He couldn't get out of the pocket. But it's going to come back. Well, I was wondering why Bear Woods and Marcus Ball... During the return, illegal block, Toronto, number 25. 10-yard penalty, first down. Webster. Matt Webster out of Queens, Calgary native. First year here after three with the Stamps. I was was watching Marcus Ball peel back right at the point of attack and deliver a huge hit as he uh, opened up a lane for Martise Jackson. Ball delivers a beautiful 
block, and Those Webster are, right behind him <laughs> with a questionable, but it was. <laughs> Man, seriously? Call. Yeah. Was it Heck that was down there? It was Jeff Heck. And he basically tried to dive for the returner, Jackson. And turn only a block. He sold that one to the refs. He really sold that one. Yeah. First down at the 21-yard line. Hey, it's, it, was a, it was a 40-yard save for them, so that worked. Ray's going to dump it near side, and it is caught by Wilder, and he is taken down almost immediately. President Butler was there right away to make that play, and uh, credit to Saskatchewan defense because Wilder almost got away and would have actually had a chance to maybe drag Butler downfield, but there were three or four Rough Riders that were there instantly preventing that big push by Wilder. It's a gain of two. The Riders are selling out on Wilder. Is it time to look elsewhere? They certainly tried to feed him a lot here. Second down and eight from the 23-yard line, 22-yard line, ball on the near hash mark. And I oh, just saw somebody come out of their stance, and that was Chris Van Zyl. And when you're six foot six or whatever he is, 300 plus, and you start wobbling, tough to hide. Procedure you can't hide. <laughs> Toronto, number 54. Five yard penalty remains second down. The clock will be held. One of four offensive all stars for the Argonauts this year. He and Sean McEwen on the offensive line, SJ Green and Ricky Ray. As well, it's going to be second down and 13 to go after the penalty, almost 14. And we'll see if the Argos can dial up here. They're going to put four receivers to the left, and Devere Posey will get single coverage to the near side. Four-man rush as Ray drops back, and they're going to set up the screen. They read that perfectly. They were all over that, and Anthony Coombs made the catch, and he went nowhere. It's a gain of maybe two yards. Unbelievable. Well, Marcelo Simmons down there on the sideline was watching the offense, and as soon as the Argos lined up and started to shift around, he started doing a dance down there, screaming at the defense. So they knew the play. And as soon as Coombs caught that football, the uh, linebacker, Derek Moncrief, was in there instantly delivering a big hit on Coombs. First-year player out of Oklahoma State is Moncrief. See what they dial up here. Punting from, he's standing at his own four-yard line. Will he punt it into the wind? Hirolahu looking things over. And he will get rid of the football. Barely. And it's a bad kick. It'll take an Argo bounce, and it will be Jones picking it up. And Cam Walker got down there in a hurry to bring him down at the Argo 52. Short field for the Riders. They've got the win. They're trailing by four with 7.15 left in the opening half. You're listening to Argo Football. It's the East Final on TSN 1050. A trip to the Grey Cup on the line. Toronto Argonauts seven, Saskatchewan Rough Riders three, but the Riders are going to get fantastic field position here, JJ. With the win, they'll take over at the Argo 52. Yeah, they've got a good start here. It was a poor kick by Liram. In his defense, there was pressure all around him. Um, uh, I think there's only been maybe two punts where the Argos didn't get pressure. Saskatchewan getting very close, uh, trying to bring that block, and that one was close again. So the Argos are playing with a little bit of fire. They need to shore that up because that would be catastrophic. Still no Marcus Ball. He practiced every day this week and was out with the ones for the most part. But against this tremendous receiving crew of Saskatchewan. I guess they want the smaller 
back out there in Kadarius Ford. Yeah, and they got him out there playing some special teams. And Ford is locked up right now on Bakari Grant. First down and 10 from the Argo 52. Ball on the near hash mark, and it's Brandon Bridge back in a quarterback. He's going to short arm it and nowhere near anybody at all. He was looking for Roosevelt on a comeback, and it, he overthrew him by 10 yards. Yeah, Bridge is saying, it's all right, it's all right, my fault, my fault. Um, this is the way Bridge plays. He just kind of drops back, and he makes a decision, and he just fires it. I mean, uh, and often it looks like he's just trying to throw it to a spot and hope his receiver makes the play, you know, and trust the athletes. But it looks like he's throwing it often darts. Works for like it's it's often good, works for him. It's such an awkward throwing motion, but it works for him. Yeah. Second down, back to pass. Some late pressure. Bridge under pressure. Now turns and goes down. And goes down hard. Lemonade time. Sean Lemon with the hit. It's a loss of a dozen, and it's third and long. Hogue, you ever make lemonade? You know where you cut the lemonade in half yep. and put it on that little glass thing and you grind yep. it down and you oh, swish yeah. all the pulp yep. out? Well, Bridge just got turned into pulp right there. <laughs> right? Bridge was dropping. I mean, he was looking, fair enough, and it was it was collapsing all around him. All of a sudden, normally what works for him is he peels out. He turns around and peels out of it. Well, he turned around, peeled out of it, and wham! Ran right into Sean Lemon. Lemon with a big tackle for a loss and a sack here in the second quarter. And now it's Armani Edwards back in as they continue to spin the crown and anchor wheel. And pick another punt returner. Bartell stands at his own 32. He'll get it away. Again, that flutter end-over-end thing. And it's taken by Edwards to 15 to the 20. Goes into the middle of the field, gets hit. Ball comes out. And Levi Noel was right on top of it, thankfully, for the Toronto Argonauts. So Levi making a different kind of big play on special teams. Oh, 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 They're Argo throwing balls. it down there, aren't they? This, well, oh, it's playoff football. Now you really want to get out oh there. Oh, my goodness. What made me nervous is Armani was running full tilt with bodies flying by him. And it looked like he didn't have two hands over the ball. It not looked like he didn't. So the ball was kind of hanging. He's running. He's trying to gain some speed. And one of the white jerseys flies in and hits him. And that ball went boop, popped out. And Levi Noel, with great awareness, jumped on it right away. Ricky Ray, 13 300-yard game so far this season. He's been limited to 75 yards, 8 of 12 so far this afternoon. Bunch formation with a man outside the bunch on the right side. They're going to come to the near side to Walter. Here goes Wilder. First down and more across the 35 to the 40. That's good for 16 yards. And James Wilder Jr. has his longest of the day. That's his sixth carry. So that stat earlier was one in around five, just Every short of five. Half, yeah. So that was his sixth, and that's his first run over 10 yards. So that was. Uh, it's good to see the Argos continue to give the ball to James Wilder Jr. because uh, it opened up a little bit there as he turned the corner and showed some speed and pulled away from the defense a bit. I did the ciphering yesterday, and I said, that's way too many 10-yard runs for that little carry. Sure. One every four and a half carries, he busts one for 10 yards. 27 plus. out of 122. Yeah, it's insane. It's ridiculous. And they're going to dump it out here, and they get it to Coombs with a one-handed catch. He'll try to go north-south. Ducks under a tackler. And steps out of bounds at the 41, so it's only a one-yard gain. What it looked like that might get blown up in the backfield. Well, that's Armani Edwards with the first-class effort blocking Casey Rogers for about 10 minutes, it seemed, in the perimeter, which is very difficult to do as Coombs slowly watched that ball drop into his hand and run around the corner. And Armani Edwards is slight. Yes, yes. So 190 pounds on 5'10". That's an effort. Ray, very deep drop. Goes over the middle, has a man for the first down. On the curl pattern, it is caught across the 52, and it is Malcolm Williams with his first catch. The Langley BC product. As Williams curled deep right along the hash area, 
settled into his zone right between Ed Ganey and Mike Edom. Ricky stepped up, would have been the third option, and hit him on the money. And they are in hurry up right now. First down to the 52-yard line. Ray back to pass. Six-man rush. It's intercepted. It is picked off. Willie Jefferson got it. And he'll be taken down to the 47-yard line. And the six-foot-six defensive end went up and got it. It's his first interception of the season. You could see that coming. Anthony Coombs was in behind Jefferson about uh, maybe six, maybe seven or eight yards away. Ricky was trying to feather the ball over top of Jefferson. Jefferson, as you just said, Hoagie, 6'6", but he's got jumper cable arms. So those jumper cables went up there, and just that ball was right. He didn't even jump. The ball just went right into his hands. He he came up off the ball. The, the, The tackle tried to cut him. Wasn't able to pull him down, and, uh, yeah, that just shows you how all those moving parts come into factor on every play. Kevin Glenn back in at running back. He'll give the ball to LaFrance, and he gets blown up in the backfield. By who? Victor Butler coming around the corner. and That was actually Deron Carter on, on an top. end around. And he couldn't get started. Couldn't get started. They're trying to feed Deron Carter, who has but two catches so far today, and he gets a yard up the middle. And it will be a second down and 10. Another big play by the Argo defense. Very crucial right now. Carter in his fifth year in the CFL. First with Regina. Jim Pop brought him north. Back to pass now as Glenn goes down to the near side. It's going to be intercepted. Aquasi Uso-Anso has it. He'll take it to the 30, to the 32-yard line. Oh, and a flag comes out late. Easy, boys. Little AK got it. Here and we now, go. we, now we got flags all over the place. A second flag, a third flag, a fourth flag. And now we've got all kinds of pushing and shoving. And the benches are coming out. Ejections are coming here. Oh, boy. Everybody mulling around the 40-yard line. Coaches are on the field from both teams. And we will find out what's going to happen here. Ladies and gentlemen, these two teams don't like one another. Now we'll find out the first flag was probably thrown about 10 seconds before the cluster of three more came out. We can't tell you whatever flag came out was post-Argo possession. So the interception's going to stand. And then all kinds of crap started happening. And we'll find out who did what to whom. And we wish the officials good luck in trying to figure this out. They have now, well, I don't know, what do you call a, is it a horde of zebras? Is it a cluster? A herd? So AK makes it. The interception. Glenn with a terrible that, throw. Yeah, that was Glenn in, who Glenn who was back in the game. And uh, yeah, he, he did not look at all like the throws he was making earlier. And kind of to be honest, I thought it was Bridge in there that overthrew that ball because that was kind of the overthrown yeah. ball that Bridge had oh, done okay. on the previous play. Glenn just threw it way over the receiver. It was a late shot on Bear Woods that's going to get... Uh, uh, Bear Woods was hit late after the play was down. It was a cheap shot Ooh. from Dan Clark, the center. Who is like, that, Clark? really cheap shot, way oh, late. Yeah. And then the Argos came to the defense of... Their defensive, one of their defensive leaders. In Leon Woods. Lang was in there. Plummer was in there. I mean, you know what? That's what you, you got to defend your guys. You can't let that go. You can't let that go. You let it go, but I mean, you got to do it in the right way, sure. right? You don't want to go in and grab someone by the mask. You don't want to punch anybody. Uh, you got to go in, maybe get a little vocal for a minute, and then let it, let it take its course on the next place. And this is going to go against Saskatchewan big time. It's going to be a 15er. Here's Al Bradbury with the. There are multiple penalties on this play, all unnecessary roughness, major fouls. 
67 and 29, or 67 and 89 Saskatchewan, along with 26 Toronto for unnecessary roughness. These will be balanced at the point of the interception. We'll go up 15 yards. So it's Dan, First down, Dan Toronto. Clark for the cheap shot. Then Deron Carter and Cassius Vaughn. Surprise, surprise, Deron found his way in there. Yeah. But uh, uh, defensive coordinator Corey Chamberlain had the Argo group, the defense all huddled in a circle on the bench, in tight, letting everybody know this is playoff football, and you've got to keep your head, he- keep your head right, keep it cool, because making the wrong decision could affect your That's team and be though. the difference maker. I mean, the Clark thing was cheap. Sure, it no, was no. late, it was dirty. You got to go in and make sure you yep. defend your guy, make make sure you know that you're not going to take that kind of thing, but just don't don't take it too far. So when all is said and done, the Argos with the interception by AK and the football at the 47-yard line, first and ten. And Ricky Ray is going to give it to Wilder again. He's fed, and he is hit in the backfield, and he is going to be tackled shy of the first of the uh, line of scrimmage. It's going to be a loss of two or maybe three, and it's going to set up second and long again. J.J., one of the great things about Wilder has been not only those big runs as we hit the three-minute warning, uh, but he's also given them second and short often, mm-hmm. and he hasn't done that today. And it's not that's on been him. A big, no, it's not on him. Yeah. Trust me. Uh, we've hit the three-minute warning. We'll come back. Argos with the 7-3 lead. You're listening to Argo Football, the East Final on TSN 1050. 2.49 until halftime. Mike Hogan and Jeff Johnson with you at halftime. Andy McNamara takes over. I don't know what he has planned for halftime. What I've heard, though, this, this may be fake news, but he will juggle <laughs> at halftime an apple, a bowling ball, and a live chainsaw. So that's coming up at yes. halftime. Are you going to get the popcorn so we can watch that? No, it's a live chainsaw. I'm going to be outside. <laughs> I'm not getting anywhere near that. But that's coming up at halftime. Oh, I love it. Believe it? Fantastic. Uh, you were uh, noting a pretty good exchange going on between Will Campbell, the left tackle of the Argos, and Willie Jefferson, well, the defensive get- end. Yeah, I was getting a little upset. We're talking about the running game and, and, uh, and how it's not just all about the running back. Well, the Argos O-line is not getting the push that they need to get against this Sask D-line, and Jefferson, and who happens to be to the left side, so he's squaring off against uh, Will Campbell on that last play. Campbell got driven back, and after the play, Jefferson was walking next to him, had the bicep pose, oh. right in Will's face, Muscle looking at it, looking way. at it, yeah. walking three, four yards together, obviously talking to him the whole way too. Second to 12 and a half here, Argos up by four. Ray will drop back. He will come to the near side. He's got a man on the curl to hear Posey's first catch, and he's thrown to the ground, and a flag's going to come out for the late hit. A dumb, dumb penalty by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. What do you call that, a suplex? Yeah. No need for the Jeff extra Knox suplex Jr. at the end, right? Like, yep. I mean, he stopped him, drove him back fine. Bl- whistle blows, then end it. But he continued to try and flip him over onto his back. But that's Jeff Knox Major Jr. Major foul, unnecessary roughness. Saskatchewan, number 49. All right. 15 this yards of play at the year. end of this play was an automatic first down. up here. I mean, that's it. Like, he plays to the line and sure. then over it. And a lot of times you love him for it. And then every once in a while you pay for it with that. That's given the Argonauts a first down at the 42-yard line of the Riders with two and a half minutes left. 15 free yards. Instead of Saskatchewan getting the ball back sure. with the wind, Hyralahu would have had to kick into the wind. Argos have had problems getting the ball off today. Jones will flip his lid off oh. stuff like that. Well, he shouldn't, though. That's what he preaches, right? Well, yeah, but he doesn't want guys going across Agreed. the line. Agreed. Agreed. Ball at the 42-yard line. And Ray's going to give it to Wilder. He's going to go around the right side and hit the 40 and maybe get to the 39. So a gain of three yards the hard way as the Argos continue to pound it on the ground here. Javon Johnson sacrificing himself, going low on that. Smart move. He went low, and uh, it, it slowed Wilder down because Mwamba was behind him. But if Javon was not there, Wilder would have got away from Mwamba, no, no question. 
Longest rush today, 17 yards for Wilder, but he's only had one of those big ones that we're accustomed to. Second down, six and a half to go just inside the 39-yard line. Ball on the right hash mark, three receivers to the right. They're going to go that way. They've got a man at the six and the first down to the 30-yard line. Anthony Coombs with the catch. And the Winnipeg Manitoba native, U-Man product, has the ball at the 30. It's a first down Toronto with 2.05 left here. Nice route by Coombs. He's squaring off against Casey Rogers. Does a little curl route. Settles in the zone between Rogers and uh, Ganey again. Ricky hits him on timing. And uh, Coombs just falls back in between the two. In Saskatchewan this year, in the first game between the two, nine catches, 97 yards for Coombs. The best day of his career in terms of yardage. Ball at the 30-yard line, still over on the right hash mark. They still got a busy side that way. Ray's going to go over the middle. And SJ Green can't believe there's no flag. And then the flag comes out very late. And that was tight coverage provided on the play by Cresden Butler. But maybe a little too tight. And Defensive now SJ up here in Saskatchewan. Number 17. This will be a 10-yard penalty with an automatic first down. So they'll get the yardage. They'll get the automatic first down. It's going to be a first down inside the 20-yard line. SJ take a mauling there. Well, it was a, it was a three-step drop. And this time Jefferson was on the right side going against Chris Fenzel, who was supposed to cut him down. Didn't get him cut down. And uh, Jefferson, was, Jefferson was still on his feet. But, I mean, there's so many moving parts in each play, and uh, everybody's job is important. Butler just got there a little early. He had the hand wrapped around the waist, which you can do as long as you don't get there too early and push, and it look, looks like that's what he did. They're going to go to Coombs on the end around. He'll get inside the 20 down to the 17-yard line, a gain of three, and it will set up second down and seven. Wamba's an excellent linebacker. Argos oh, had, uh, the, had the entire unit moving around to the right as they led Coombs downfield, and it was a little uh, kind of a end around and... Um, Somehow, Mwamba avoided four Argos and got around them and made the play and limited that to only three-yard gain. Posey and Green will go out to the right. Edwards, Coombs, and Williams to the left. Wilder standing to the right of Ricky Ray. Ball on the right hash mark. Riders have five on the line of scrimmage. They send four. Back to passes Ray. Goes to the end zone. Looking, looking, and it is caught for the touchdown. Devere Posey, the first major of the half for the Argonauts, and they increase the lead. It's 13-3. Ricky Ray with a duck of a throw. The ball had a weird wobble on it, but it was on the money. Posey with the outside position on the defender. is able to watch that ball come straight down and into his hands. It does a great job of hanging on to it because it is a bit of a duck. It allows the defender to stay there and have a chance at knocking it down, but Posey showing steel hands. Hangs on to that football as it uh, as it gets into the zone there, and Rodgers cannot knock it down. I couldn't tell if Rodgers took it away from him because he rolled on top of Posey or if the ball hit the ground. Waited for the official's call, and it is indeed a touchdown. Hyralahu out for the conversion. It's up and good. It's 14-3 Toronto in what has been a very strange football game. And how big, Jeff, is that penalty on Jeff Knox Jr. right now? Well, that whole tussle that before that as well, that, that led to the Argos getting valuable yardage that continued to move that offense down the field and Knox closing it out with a very, very stupid play right at the end. I mean, the, the momentum was already dead. Argo receiver was done moving it was SJ Green he was not moving he was moving backwards Knox continued to throw him down 
That cost his team 15 yards. It allowed the Argos offense to keep moving and get into the red zone. And the Argos, uh, one of the best red zone offenses in this league, finished with a touchdown. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are the only team in the CFL this year that were better at converting turnovers into points okay. than the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Okay. Right now, the Riders are dying by the same sword that they lived on. That's yes. 14 points off turnovers. Terrence Butler, or sorry, Terrence Plummer directly with the interception mm-hmm. for the touchdown, mm-hmm. and then the Akwazi Wusuan saw interception there turning into the Posey touchdown the other way. 14 points off turnovers for the Argos. Huge. And what a momentum shift. The Argos start the game with two early turnovers and manage to climb back and get two back. Here's the kickoff. Low. Big penalty ticket at the 15-yard line. He'll come up to the near sideline to the 30. He'll try to cut outside even more. He gets hit out of bounds, and uh, they're not going to call Marcus Ball. We got the shoulder pad and kind of went, uh, I didn't mean to do that. That's okay. Levi Noel uh, taking his blocker and throwing him about seven yards out of the way <laughs> as uh, as he continued to disrupt that return. Otherwise, uh, Thickpen would have had some space around the that short side, looking for the sideline, couldn't get there. Okay, I'm looking for a quarterback somewhere in the middle of the huddle. Well, if it's a little guy, it might no, be Glenn. it's uh, Kevin Glenn, yep. They break the huddle. Everybody's standing around him. Kevin's not that tall. Maybe he's shrinking at that age like Ricky. 5'10", 205 out of Illinois State. First down from their own 33. Comes to the near sideline, intercepted! Cassius Vaughn! Who else? Money Man makes the pick, and the Argos are in field goal range now with a minute two left. All hail Cassius! Unbelievable. Cassius Vaughn looking like a drone as he just elevated. Unbelievable play by Vaughn. Kevin Glenn... Knew right away where that ball was going. Almost got knocked down. Argos with good pressure. D-line was right off, got off the ball fast. Dylan, where Cleon Lang was getting up front, and as that ball was thrown, Vaughn just knew it was there. What a a jump on it. Cut underneath him. Target was Duron Carter. Vaughn goes up and just grabs that ball and comes down with it. What a play. He went to Ole Miss as a DB because he thought that was his best way to the NFL. Most NCAA schools wanted him as a running back. University of Tennessee wanted him as a wide receiver. Athlete. Oh, big time. Two interceptions his last game against BC. He's got another one here. Right back to pass. Goes over the middle. It is caught. It is SJ Green down to the 29-yard line. That's good for five. Halfway to the first down. Ray got hit, hit. but pops up. He got hammered. That's uh, Derek Moncrief. As Ricky throws this ball to his left, the arms extended. Moncrief puts his shoulder pad right underneath Ricky's shoulder and oh, just geez. hammers him. I didn't see that at live Ooh. speed. I just saw it on the replay. It's, it's that appropriate off. that the two quarterbacks who are, are nominated for the MOP this year might be the two toughest players in the league. Ian Ray and O'Neill Riley for the hits that they take. Four Agreed. receivers out to the right now for the receiver for the uh, Argos as Ray now will throw it to the near sideline and throws it out of bounds. He was looking for Coombs. And on second down and four, they could not convert. And we'll get an opportunity here for a 35-yard field goal into the wind, which has died down considerably from the beginning of the game. It's still strong. Don't get me, you know, confuse things here. Yeah, no, this is not an easy kick. But uh, just credit to the Saskatchewan Rough Rider D-line. That was their series. They caused uh, some disruption on the Argos there. Ricky was running all over the place on that last play. Could not get comfortable and uh, certainly... Saskatchewan looking to do something there, and they did a good job. Hyralahu, 5-for-5 this season against the Riders. We'll put it up to 35 from the left hash mark. Has the distance. Bingo! Huge. Three more for the Argos. They get three more off a turnover. 
They have 17 points, all coming off Saskatchewan turnovers, all coming off Saskatchewan interceptions, and it's 17-3 Toronto. Getting close to the break. There are only 29 seconds left. Those are a big three points, and yeah, you know what? Nothing can be taken for granted. This wind uh, does some weird things in this stadium. It looks like it might be going one way, but sometimes it has a bit of a swirl. We saw that a yeah. few weeks ago. It was going side to side, and both kickers, uh, yeah, Medlock couldn't figure it out. And uh, anyways, well, I, t- uh, I talked to Liram before again this week about the wind and, and blowing around in here, and I said, "What's the, what would con- what surprise fans watch on TV or come to the games?" Yeah, he said, "What's really confusing in this stadium is because of the overhang." The wind can be blowing one direction on the bench, and then you get out to the middle of the field, and it's blowing in the other direction. different because of the swirl factor. He said it's pretty bad in here. Interesting. But uh, he said you have to you have to base your mental preparation based on the telltales, not what you're feeling on the bench. Okay. Essentially. Yeah. Good. Good so, thing to note. So he's out to a kickoff again, and it will be Jones, and it will be Thigpen. Good and kick. it will be Marcus taking the ball to the 15-yard line. Big bend to the 20, 25 to the 30. Tries to get outside. Will now cut back into the middle and go nowhere at the 34-yard line. And again, Great a coverage. handful of uh, Argos Great in the coverage. middle, including Akeem Jordan. Great coverage by the Argos. And now comes Brandon Bridge. You know, when there's only 20 seconds left in the half, well, and your s- team's done a bunch of things, sometimes on kickoff, you can let your guard down a little bit. The Argos did not do that there and uh, showed great coverage effort and uh, Saskatchewan's got a long way to go. Brandon Bridge can throw the ball a mile. I would assume he's in there because they want to take a shot deep. Just saying. I wonder where he's going. Where's Deron Carter? Well, I don't think that they're uh, they're bringing in Bridge to run out the clock, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Although they do have a double tight end set, so we could be wrong. And Bridge is going to just hand it off to Thigpen who's going to come out the near side to the 40, to the 45. He may get the corner, but he'll be pushed out of bounds at the 47-yard line with 15 seconds left. So they'll get the first down. Now this play. Hail Mary. They've got the win. I don't think he can get it at the end zone from here. No, he's not going Hail Mary, but look for him to hit Duron Carter on a deep post or maybe something down the sideline. Argos have... Two, four. They've got the the six pack in the secondary. I mean, you know what? They don't need to shoot here. They could still go for uh, some midfield, get a few more yards. They're still in with the double tight end set though. Big pen behind Bridge. Two receivers up top, one to the near side, and they are going to go ground game again. And he's going to get swallowed. Why would they bring Bridge in to run the ball? Maybe it's this play. Maybe and the last play they want to do the. Now we got a little bit more pushing and shoving going on on the far side too. I don't think these two teams like each other, Jeff. I'm just going out on a limb here. And that was uh, the Lemonator in the middle of that one. Listen, both of these teams are used to dominating the physical aspect of the game. Sure. So when you put these two alphas against each other, you're going to get uh, you're going to get a nice tilt. You're going to get uh, you know some people upset with each other. Barring penalty, this will be the last play of the half. Kate Pedersen will have a guest for us before we turn things over to Andrew. We'll see what the Riders do here. They have a tight end to the near side. Three receivers and a flanker in. And Bridge is going to throw it as far as he can. It's going to be intercepted again? No. It's going to be overthrown as Vaughn took the wrong angle on it. But the Toronto Argonauts are going to the break with a two-touchdown lead. It's 17-3 for your boatman right now in the East Final. They are 30 minutes away from going to Ottawa. And Kate Pedersen is out there searching, searching, Still searching 
for someone to talk to. So and have to start running. And <laughs> uh, the Lemonator sneaking up behind her. Maybe she'll get Sean. Uh, maybe Lemon. it's Sean. There we go. Ah, she found him. It's going to be Sean Lemon, <laughs> the Lemonator. Kate. Sean able to make a sack in the first half. We saw Cassius Vaughn come up with a big defensive play here late in the first half, but holding Sask to just three points. What's been the key? Uh, you know, just taking advantage of opportunities, trying to play as fast as possible. Great turnovers for Ricky. Speaking of taking advantage, the offense able to do that, put some points on the board and give you a little bit of breathing room, but we know that Saskatchewan is going to come back strong in this second half. How confident are you to battle and come out with the win? Very confident. Continue to play Argos football. We'll be in the great cup. Good luck. Thank you. That's the way to look at it. Thank you, Kate. Andy McNamara, not a bad first half. Not a pristine first half by any stretch of the imagination for the Argos, but a 14-point lead is a 14-point lead. That's right, Hoagie. They are up 17-3. to And as Sean Lemon said, they keep playing Argonaut football. It's a trip to the nation's capital for the Grey Cup. We'll take the break, come back with the halftime show. You're listening on TSN 1050.